Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. SRB Media. Is it so you're lost in dreams beside the world? Wanna go? Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 20 of our weekly podcast, The Curran View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How's things? Fine, thank you. Oh. Bit uh, bad weekend with the Wednesday Gavin beat. Yeah, won't go, uh, was it? And not, and not really particularly good for Birmingham, having, having gone one in front, but uh, we'll have to wait for next week now, Gabby. Yeah, and and also we'll well we'll talk about it later with our predictions, uh, with our football forecast. Um, but firstly, we always start as always a magic moment. What did you pick up for me this week in terms of your magic moments? Well, I'm going to go with the second goal of Birmingham. I thought yeah. it was absolutely cracker, and um, so I'm going to go on that one. I said. You know, I keep going with the Premier League. Yep. But uh, that one was a was a, a big factor. And again, I'm going to go as a team with Preston winning today and taking them to top of the league. So, and what uh, Alex Neal's done at Preston is obviously it's a fantastic job. And if he if he does stop at uh, Preston and he takes them into the Premier League, it'll be the first time Preston's gone into the Premier League. And I'd like to see that, you know, because it's a good old traditional club. And he's done a fantastic job, and the team obviously are buying into what he's what he's wanting them from from uh, from them. So uh, that's me. Me other one is Preston and uh, the, the the guy who scored the goal at uh, Birmingham. You can pronounce his name better than I can. Uh, Sonich. Yeah, but, um, but uh, those those are my two magic moments. Well, let's stay in um, in in Preston. Um, you know, for the for the for the new kids on the block. And, and, you know, the, the people that have just got into football and, and see the landscape of Manchester City and Chelsea and, all you know, Manchester United have been there for an eternity and the big clubs. But Preston North End were the first invincibles. Preston North End are a huge club that for some time haven't punched their weight, but they certainly did in the old days of just after the Second World War with arguably one of the greatest forwards that England's ever seen, Tom Finney. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I know you're going on that line then when you, uh, once, you, once you fetch Preston, uh, go deeper in about Preston. You're right, I was just going to turn around and say one of the greatest players uh, the country's ever produced, Tom Finney. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the younger generation would not have heard of him. But he was supposed to be the uh, him and uh, Matthews were the two bees knees of uh, their generation of football. Um, again, Preston is a traditionally uh, old football club. I mean, the ground has vastly improved to what uh, it has been for the last what, twenty years. It's obviously it was run down as such, not run down, run down, but you know it hadn't been uh, taken forward. But obviously, it's looking a lot better stadium and. 
like the rest of the football pitches nowadays. It, when you do see it on TV, it, uh, it looks uh, immaculate football pitch. So, yes, um, it was one of the old clubs what were always up there. Um, so it's nice to see them uh, punching above the weight because they are punching above the weight when it comes to having the revenue of your Leeds Uniteds and your Sheffield Wednesdays of this world and your Birmingham and your Birmingham's and your West Broms. So uh, it would be nice to see Preston, you know, achieve that for the fans at Preston for the first time to get into the Premier League. Whether they could stay there is a different matter. But, I mean, we, we look at Sheffield United and we're looking at um, Villa. We know Villa's a, a massive club and Sheffield United's a big club. Um but the the proving that it can be done, and you know, with the, having a successful manager, what the players are going to believe in, uh, and it can be done. They can stay in this in this league if they're not frightened and not don't worry about uh, taking the big boys on and being brave. Yeah, football isn't rocket science. You've got eleven players on a football pitch, and the idea is to try and keep possession of the ball, get it towards their goal, and score. I mean, it's like people do try and overcomplicate it, but when you look at good coaches and good management, and you've identified two uh, managers, coaches uh, of two teams that have just got into the Premier League, uh, Dean Smith um, at Aston Villa and uh, the boy um, at, at Sheffield United, who's, whose name sadly escapes me at the moment. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. But, but, the same thing then. Yeah, but, but both have done fantastic jobs, have got their teams really buzzing, and have gone in the Premier League. And, OK, Villa have lost a few games. They've had some difficult games to play. Um, but when I've looked at United and Villa, they've both been very competitive every time I've watched them play football. I mean, Villa, when I look at Villa, they yeah. was in front against Tottenham, they were in yeah. front against Liverpool. And Arsenal. I mean, uh, obviously Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, and they, I mean, they should have had a penalty against Arsenal yeah. to make it 2-0. So they have been competitive, but they've gone and they've been brave and they've got managers what are not fearful. I mean, you, when you look at Chris Wilder, he talks with a meaning and he, and, and he expresses himself with, when I say fear, not fear for his players, yeah. uh, but fear... Uh, uh, with the other teams, he's, you know, he's telling them, we're not going to be fearful of you. You're going to be fearful of us. And they have shown a resilience and, a, and uh, not only that, they've shown that they can play football and Wilder has had success at every club he's been at. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it's pleasing to see and, it, and, it's, and it's proving a point, if you're willing to take these people on, that you, it can be done. Yeah, and currently sitting six in the Premier League. I mean, United, the, the Blade supporters, they, they must think they've died and gone to heaven when they look at that Premier League uh, table. And, and sitting up there in the top six is just a fantastic achievement. My two magic moments this week, and um, talking to you and talking to old you know, former pros, my attitudes and the way I look at the game have changed dramatically. So my first magic moment is a point that I've picked up from you, and I guess you picked it up from Brian Clough, the importance of a goalkeeper. And it was that save that Kepper made yesterday Brilliant. at Watford. And, and it was, wasn't it? It was an absolutely Brilliant. fantastic save. Well, al almost the last touch of the game. Yeah, but on top of that, who edited the ball? 
Do you know who headed it? To be fair, I can't remember who headed it. Watford's goalkeeper. Oh, was it Ben Foster that headed it? Because he, he did go He's and congratulate him, yeah. yeah. I was kind of half watching it. Absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. you, know, you know, for him to head the ball yeah. or get an head of on the ball and then Kappa making a fantastic save like he did. Brilliant, mm. brilliant. I was kind of half watching it half not. And it's good. I mean, I forgot all about that, but it's good that you picked up on that because yeah. obviously... Two goalkeepers have got mentioned, yeah. you know. Because what I want to do is not mention the same people all the time and, and go over the same things that we do. I want to mix and match it a bit and, and have a look at football further down the scale and also globally as well with Seattle Sounders. They always get a mention, well, they have done the last couple of podcasts. And next Sunday, they're playing in the MLS Cup final. Final, didn't it? Yeah. Sold out 72,000 seats in as would, 10 as would been Has uh, he been invited over? I'm trying my best, but uh, yeah. at the moment, he hasn't. Uh, neither has Adrian. But I've done a little uh, podcast with both of them, uh, two captains from the same city, Seattle. Um, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, and we've posted it up and I've, I've sent it to Seattle. I've sent it to um, Adrian Anna, who's the owner of um, yeah. of Seattle Sounders. And I've linked up with the owner of Seattle Sounders as well, which is quite unbelievable, really, because you wouldn't do that in England because they wouldn't accept a friendship request from you. But you, you never know. If I owned them, they would definitely be there um, in a seat with their golden scarves round the neck watching Seattle Sounders win the MLS Cup. And hopefully it's a game that will be live on our TV sets next week. I'm not sure, but we do have the NFL um, every Sunday. So it would be nice to see the MLS. And my other magic moment was from Jared Bowen. The way he took the ball in and out, in and out, get that, got that yard across the goalkeeper and bagged another goal. I think that was his 10th of the season. That kid's been on fire for the last three seasons. And you don't, he's an absolute star. You don't see it as much now, do you, where people go past people exactly. and send them one way. Yeah. Going back. And when you get those type of players in your team, yeah. regardless of what anyone says, they're going to make people commit. Yeah, They've got to come towards them. So it gives someone, uh, or lets another player be free. Yeah. Uh, to get the ball and, and and even if that player is free it makes that somebody else is going to have to come off someone else to go and pick him up so there's always going to be someone free if that player can see one, two or three passes in front of him where people are going to be free to, uh, to be able to do it when he's running with the ball yeah. you know it's great to see that type of player back in the game and it's, it's great to see them players doing well at championship level. Berahino is another one at, um, at Brentford, who I'm a big fan of. And these are players that Premier League clubs must surely be looking at. I know it's, the, you, you know... Boy, I'm sorry for interrupting yeah. you. The boy at Sheffield United what was played at Man United and then dropped down the leagues. I think he scored the third goal or second goal for Sheffield United. Okay. He's always played in the in the championship, you know. And now, I mean, Sheffield United picked it, uh, picked him up, fetched him to to to, to Bramall Lane, and he's been absolutely a brilliant player for Sheffield United. Yeah. So he, they can go and play in the Premier League. I mean, such thing as uh, we're not sure. That's what the problem is, yeah. you know. Waiting and waiting and waiting, and then that player probably gets picked up by someone else, or they don't get the chance because we're not sure, you know. I'm not sure about a lot of managers, but they get they get these jobs. Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And and touching back um, on Alex Neil at Preston, certainly was linked with the Stoke City job. Why would you leave Preston to go to Stoke City at the moment? It would seem an absolutely ridiculous move. And there is a vacant uh, position there. And I did see in one of the papers, David Moyes tipped to take over at Stoke City. I think, again, another regressive step if they take on David Moyes. Well, I'm not a critic of David Moyes. I'm a critic I'm a critic of how he plays. He wants his team to play football. Yeah. Now, if he takes over Stoke City... And he changes his philosophy, and he does, and he, and he gets some playing football. Then I'd be first to turn around and say, "Brilliant, yeah, fantastic." So I'm not against anyone. What I'm against is, do I? I'm like you now. What, 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 what I agree with you is, if he goes there and he sticks to the way uh, that he is always played, then it, it will be aggressive for regressive uh, for Stoke. Mm-hmm. It will, you know. I mean, going back to Alex Neal, is this? Why wouldn't you go to Stoke? Because it's a big club. Yep. And generally, it's a bigger club than than, than, than Preston. Yeah. Now, but you know as well as I do, because I don't kid myself. I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm fair and balanced with every football club, every football club, and every player and every every manager. Because just like I said about David Boys, I am a critic how he, what his philosophy is, and how he gets his team to play. But again. If he changed his way, like Southgate has done with England, then I'm all for it to give him to give him a chance. But why would he go to Stoke? One thing from one thing only. Stoke City will be offering him a lot of lot of money yeah. to go there. Right? Why would you leave uh, Preston to go to to Stoke when Stoke's at bottom of the league and Preston's at top? Because you've got to look at financial security in this day and age. Mm. So that I can see why. But then he's in a great he's in a great position where he can turn around and say to Preston because regardless of what anyone says and allegedly because that's what I will say allegedly he'll have Stoke he'll have spoke to Stoke City by now yes would he be interested in the job and his answer would have been yes right the next question would have been right what we're looking at and he would have said this 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 and this right and they'll either say no forget it. Or they'll say, yes, you've got it. Yeah. Now, he's in a great position because he can set a precedent. He's right. I want to leave unless you give me this, this and this. And that's the only reason why. Because you wouldn't take Stoke where they are now because they are in a bad place at this moment in time. Yeah. And I will say this about the Colts family. They have been all for Stoke City. They've always backed the manager, whoever they put in charge. Mm. I think Gary Rowett was a uh, short-lived <clears> one of them all. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this guy what's been there, I think he's only won two games, hasn't he? Yeah, it's ridiculous. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and yes, he got those results. And I could understand him being excited when he got the results. But uh, I said from day one, it wouldn't be good enough to handle that type of club. Mm. There's players and managers for every type of club, you know, so... That's the reason why I think he would go to Stoke. Will it? Will he go to Stoke? I'm not really sure because if, if Preston could ma- match what uh, Stoke City uh, will have offered him, because again, I, I'm no fool. I played football and I know how it all works. He, football hasn't changed that way yeah. at all. When when a football club wants a player, they will get contact with that player somehow, somehow. Uh, I want to know, find out, would they be interested in joining 
this football club or that football club. So uh, he will know. He will know. He will know what he's looking for. But will he go? Only money will tell us whether he's going to go or not. Other than that, you wouldn't go football wise because you know Preston's got a chance of going into the Premier League, and he's got the the first. He'll be the, uh, the. He'll go down as a legend at, at uh, Preston if he can take him into the Premier League because it's the first time that they've been in the Premier League. So you know he'll go down in history. But you know as well as I do, once you once you uh, leave a football club, or when a football club's had enough of you as a player as a manager. You know, they only think of themselves as the club. Yep. So he's got to do what's best for him. Yeah, 100%. Kean Harris, I saw you yep. post up. What's the story behind him? Well, he's a young lad from from, from my area, Hemsworth, yep. uh, and I'll just fill you in with with this type of village. I mean, Fitzwilliam, the top end of it, of it all, is uh, where all the villagers like run into one. Yeah. But in Fitzwilliam, the football club is called Emsworth Miners Welfare. And the club is called uh, Emsworth, whatever it is, club up in uh, Fitzwilliam. So somewhere along the line, this all must have been called Emsworth. But it all like runs into one. There's no break-off point from it, Gabby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so he's a young lad from Emsworth. And like I was saying, from out from, from my area, here, you've got the two Knowles brothers, Peter and Cyril. Yeah. You've got Jeff Boycott. Uh, you've got myself. Uh, you've got John Ratford, uh, Jeff Clark, a bit further down, Eric Prober, and then you've got people like Andy Oldsworth in, in, in the uh, latter years, you know, uh, Dean Barrick, Sam Collins, Sam's brother. There's been it's, it, it's a it's a traditional football piece. This area it produces some football, not only just football, cricket, rugby. It's a sporting. Uh, uh, area and you know it must be really strong water because they are producing good good quality sportsmen but uh, young kieran um about two two seasons ago um i took jock into the gym of pemsworth doing a bit of work with him and uh i could see he got a, 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 a huddersfield football kit on but i do know his dad but i didn't know him because obviously i've only been back down back in this area for about six years now and uh and I said to him, do you want to come and join me in Jock? And he said, yeah, if you don't mind. And I mean, we just got talking and doing a bit of work in gym. And I said, we're going into the field to do a bit of work. So, yeah. He said, do you mind, Tevye? I said, no, 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 come in. We'll, we'll, we'll do a bit with Jock. It's, it's good for Jock as well as it's good for you because you can push each other. And he would tell him he'd been released by Barnsley. And uh, he said, Barnsley played him in defence. And he said, not that I hated it, Tevye. It's just that it's not my position. And they wanted me, they thought I was a defender. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a striker, you know, and I will score goals. And uh, I think he's been there two seasons now, or season and a half, and he's got over 30 goals uh, with the under 23s. Yeah. And he's what? He's just 17, 18, you know. Uh, and he's been playing in in the under 23s at Uddersfield, and I know they they think highly of him. And obviously, he was on the bench on um, on uh, Saturday for Uddersfield at Brentford. Look. <laughs> Excuse me. I got a few uh, private messages from Uddersfield fans asking me about him, you know, and I didn't realise he was in, you know, he was on the bench. So uh, when I looked at the Uddersfield uh, team and he was on the bench, I, I wrote on, "Well done, uh, Kim, keep working hard." But he, the boy does work hard. Yeah. What I've seen of him, 
and I've only seen a little bit of him. I haven't seen a lot of him. And I've only seen him play one one game, which was for Huddersfield against um, Grimsby when Jock played against him. And but yet he's a younger, he a year younger than Jock. Uh, Grimsby won four one, but Huddersfield were a better team. Yeah. And Huddersfield played the better football. It's just that the Jock's age group was a year older than. When I say year, they might have been some at. Uh, 16 and 15 in that uh, under under 18 team at Huddersfield. So they were entitled to be stronger with Jock's team, but he scored a goal. It was a great goal, and I was very impressed with him. So, but it's another player from my area. What's you know looks like going to be uh, a good player. So that's why I put it on, and uh, and he's such a nice lad. And you can see he wants to listen, he wants to to to, to learn, and he wants to work hard. So um, it's a name to watch out for. It's a name to watch out for. We will certainly be watching out and we will certainly be following the young man. Um, Jock, did he play the weekend? No, I was going to say to you, they've had another marvellous weekend. Uh, the game got <laughs> cancelled. So they've had two great results these last two weeks. <laughs> Unbeaten. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't be saying this, you know, but <clears throat> what can I say? I'm just having a little bit of fun. Exactly. You know, you've got to, you've got to have a, you've got to have a, a little bit of a laugh at, uh, sometimes, you know. The at least they're in a a, a good safe position. They're not uh, going to have a problem with relegation, but they haven't played for the last two weeks because of the the, the weather. They got all the way down to uh, League, which is obviously near Stoke League. Yeah. Uh, they get all the way down there and they call the game off at two o'clock. Now I think that's a bit poor, not from League's yeah. point of view, but from a referee's mm. point of view. If he can't get in there for these amateur clubs, it's going to cost these clubs money to get there, the fans to get there, you know, so surely they can make a decision at nine o'clock, ten o'clock before people set off. There was another one as well, Grimsby. They Grimsby were against Plymouth, uh, wasn't Plymouth. they? And mm. that was called off late, yeah? Yeah, but according to form, well, not according to form, uh, there's some part of the stand blown off, haven't so I, I could imagine the reason why that's been cancelled. You can't... Uh, mm. I mean, it, it could be dangerous because it was still, they still got a bit of gale, gale force winds down there. So, I mean, I would imagine that yeah. that shouldn't be played and it couldn't be played. Looking back, um, we're going to, um, we're going to revisit a super focus article that you did in 79-80 season. Favourite paper was the sun and it was the sun because of what? Page three. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favourite page three girl back in those days? Oh, you've just taken the name off my head. Sam Fox? No, not Maria, Maria Whitaker. No, no, Sam Fox was at the time as the, the dark haired girl. Oh, there, there was L- Linda Lestardi. Yeah. He was my favourite one, yeah. He was my favourite one. Player for the future. Can you remember who you identified as your player for the future back in 79 80? No, go on. Kevin Taylor. Ticker, yeah, Ticker Taylor. What a what a letdown for himself. I don't mean that in a nasty way. Yeah. Uh, looked like being a hell of a player. I mean, gambling got to him. Yeah. You know, uh, he'd be in the bookies all the time, and you know, I don't mean that to 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 to, to have a go at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looked like being a hell of a player. Him and Mark Smith. I mean, I was very impressed with Mark Smith. You know, he'd be a great player today. Mark Smith, because yeah. of the way how they play out from the back. But Ticker, Kevin Taylor, good player, great engine on him, good feet, uh, got goals. 
but we all have bad addictions and if you, and if when I say can't control them, it's not that controlling the his betting, but he he thought being in the bookies were more important than than, than training and that's that's the thing what let Kev down. But uh, that's not being critical of him. It's just that for the player we've got our ability if he'd have put his mind to it a bit more, you know, he's one of them what like playing football and he loved he loved to be a footballer. But I think more important to him was, you know, being in the betting shop than than than, than training. It was a good training when he was training. But what I'm trying to say is, you when as a young kid, you know, to keep improving yourself, you've got to stay behind and and, and work hard and do X. And that's what I keep telling Jock. So I keep telling Jock, you know, because Jock needs to fill out. And yes, he will fill out. But don't forget, he's at Grimsby. He ain't at Sheffield Wednesday, where they can send him out on loan to a team like Grimsby. And they've got all the facilities at the uh, top of uh, the top clubs mm-hmm. for them to go in that gym and do extra work. So, but it's down to you as a player to do it. Yeah. Not sometimes you've got to forget the club. I don't mean forget the club as such, but say, look, I'm gonna, I want to get in this team. I want to work hard. I want to prove to me. I want to prove to you that I can do it. So it's down to you. And I think that's what let Kev down. Personal responsibility. Mm. Um, most admired sports person. There was two. Can you remember? Most of my sport, obviously, got to be George Best. No, it wasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't a football because you'd already tennis. identified, yeah, you'd already identified George Best as, you know, tennis. your hero and everything. Yeah, it was a tennis player. Do you know why? Because I was, I was brilliant at tennis, me, you know. Okay, got it. I was brilliant at tennis. Uh, would it would be then Ilina Stars? Yes, it would be. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Your kind of player as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And the snooker player was Alex Higgins. I'm guessing he was a fucking. You know. <laughs> well, I swore again there. All right, listen. You know, in 1982. Yeah. All right. 82 when Alex won the world championship. Yeah. Remember when he when his wife fetched the baby on? No, I I can't remember that. Right. Right. I mean, I mean Josephine's in in in, uh, in Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, I guess introduced to Alex Higgins. You know, he's football mad, and so, somebody said to me, Alex Higgins wants to meet you. You know, uh, so and so. So we finished up having a few drinks, and he invited me uh, to go watch him play. This and this is another true story. This. Yeah. So we stay in the uh, Grosvenor in uh, Sheffield. Right, it's an L-shaped room. There's every tablet you could ever think of on this room. There's bottles, all, what when I say bottles, bottles of beer, all over, empty bottles of beer all over the room. Yeah. He is, he was that, he's a bag of nerves, he was unreal, yeah. and I mean unreal. Anyway, uh, we goes down to the crucible, right? And I, obviously, the thing is with Alex, is he was that good, but he's got to play, every shot's got to be attacking. Yep. Yeah. Every shot had to be. There's got to be times when you've got to play safe. And I, I was always nervous watching Alex because you always want. I always wanted him to win. Mm. Anyway, we've got and I liked him. We've gone. We've gone down, and I'm backing Alex to win title this year. And he has five thousand pound on on uh, Steve Davis, <laughs> right, to win it. I'm not this game. I'm talking about the championship. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I finish up back in uh, Steve Davis. Who win the championship? Alex Higgins. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, but what a, what a kid he is. Oh, he, well, he was. A lovely, yeah. lovely. And he's another one would do all for anyone. And I finished up going over to Manchester. We watched a Manchester City game. But uh, 
you wouldn't want to go out too many nights uh, with him, uh, Gabby, because you know you would have to be, you'd have to be a, a good drinker because if you put him, Oliver Reed, and George Best together, you know, and I, I put our Kendall in, in, in with them three, them 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 four together would go a week, I think, without going to bed and just drink, 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 you know, because they could drink. I don't, I mean, I've never met Oliver Reed, but obviously I met Best a, a few times, Howard, and obviously I spent a few days with Alex, but great guy, great snooker player, but bag of nerves, honestly, twitches and everything, yeah. unbelievable he was. That's a true story, he, you know, he had £5,000 him on Steve Davis to win championship. <laughs> unbelievable. Most memorable match would have been Nineteen seven was gonna be. It was a seventy six, nineteen seventy six game. This was that that you'd identified in your super focus. Well, then Fulham. Yes. Was it? Yeah, Fulham. Fulham. Forest against Fulham. Yeah, but that's why because George Best, George Best uh, had signed for Fulham that day. Yeah. And uh, I scored my best goal ever. Yeah. What I thought was the best goal I ever I scored in my footballing career was against Fulham. I beat two or three players, and then clipped the ball right into the um, into the top corner. Obviously, it's gone in, and I turned towards the director's box because I knew Bess was in there, and I just stood facing the director's box, put put my hand up in air. But the, you know, when the the, the goal uh, when the goal went in, even some of the opposition uh, fans will yeah. stand up and applaud it. Yeah, you know. And you could see them all in the director's box standing up and, and clapping it because it was it, with that type of goal. It was a goal. What you know, you think, wow, one of those um, takes the breath away. Yeah. And after after the game, um, I'm in the players' lounge and Best comes in, you know, and he said to me, "Pleased to meet you." Bah bah bah. He said, uh, "You are one of the best players I've seen." So and then, if you've seen on my wall, some sometimes where. When I put on where it says best joints for uh, Curran's fan club, you know, he must have wrote something in the paper. And, and uh, uh, obviously, I, I didn't keep it because I didn't see it. It was only when my dad, my mum and dad died that uh, I got these paper clippings. I've not put on for a while, but I, I'll put some on again. Um, and when I was looking through them all, I, I saw it. So, uh, yes, that's. That's a mem- that was a memorable moment for me that because he was the he was my idol. Uh, as a young boy. Person that you would have most liked to meet back then, 79, 80. It was it. Oh, I'm going to be... Give me initial. C. C-L. It was a bird. <laughs> oh, Cheryl, lad. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Yeah. What a yeah. great, what a great series see, but, that but, was as but, well. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. But you see, even that... Now you're going. Now you're going down to that because that got on a favourite team of Man United. Man United is not my favourite team. I've always been a Sheffield Wednesday yep. fan. I was a George Best fan. Yep, exactly. Jim McCallyog. Jim McCallyog is my favourite Sheffield Wednesday player of all time. Yeah. You know, Peter Knowles is as good as any player I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but George Best, because I was, I always mentioned George Best. Like, like I said, my name's not Terry. It's Teddy. Yep. And the papers uh, would say, uh, kept, kept, kept calling me Terry. But other people kept calling me Terry. The coaches. You know, and because I, I was a George Best, well, my idol, they always said I was a Man United fan. No, I was a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yeah. So, but Cheryl Ladd, yes, she was the, uh, I'd like to meet. And, uh, I'm 64, so she must be round about my I'd like to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite holiday resort, is it still? 
Now then, favourite Marbe- yeah. Marbella. Exactly, yeah. Marbella. yeah. Marbella. And is it still really? Marbella? Yes, yes, still. You know, I've been to more, uh, uh, Ibiza, I've been to all the great places, but Marbella was some great times there with uh, Southampton and Borley and went with one or two other football players on, on, on good holidays, you know, out of season uh, holidays, you know, so great place. Still love it, yeah. And while we're in Spain, um, somebody had posted up the game where Kenny Hibbett scored the winning goal for Wolves against Bolton that ultimately promoted Nottingham Forest. And you said, yes, I was on the plane when it was announced by the captain that Forest were in the first division. What was it like when you was on that plane and the captain announced it? Well, we didn't. Obviously, we didn't know. No, we didn't know the score, and yeah. we, we, we were waiting for that. Um, we were waiting for the result. You know, the gaffer Cluffy said to us, uh, boss said to us, uh, the captain will announce it if once they've heard the, the result, and he announced it over uh, that because uh, we were going to Torre Molinas. Yeah, we used to go there a lot, and all we we not to go for it, and um, we were on the plane. The captain announced that that. Uh, can he a bit? You're right. Can he a bit? Because yeah. he, he didn't hate me. Said uh, the one one nil. So Nottingham. I want to congratulate Brian Clough and the Nottingham Forest players of getting promoted into the uh, first division. And then uh, the gaffer bought us all a drink and we we celebrated on the plane and we had a, a great. That was a great uh, five days out, ten days out there in uh, Torre Molinas. We never stopped partying, to be honest. Because your season had, must have finished and, and Bolton and Wolves had still got that game to play. I think Bolton had had a good run. I'm, I'm not sure if they had a good run in the cup games and all. Yeah. Because they was a very, very good team. Mm. I mean, there was Sam Allardyce, Sam Allardyce playing uh, with them. Peter Reid, uh, Mickey Walsh, uh, Len Cantello. Good player. Uh, Paul Jones. What a player he was! If he would have had injuries, you talk yeah. about playing out from the back. He should have played at the. I, uh, with no respect to Bolton because they are a decent sized club, but Paul Jones, if it weren't for his bad knees, he should have been a Liverpool, Man United type of player. Yeah. You know, uh, Alan Gowling, uh, Tony Dunn, Tony Dunn. Um, did he play for Manchester United before he did? Yes. Didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was another one wrote wrote about me saying that uh, with the Addis Gate. The hardest play we played against him, Tony. I'll find that out. Yeah. That. Um, goalkeeper um, Jim McDonough. Yes. Jim McDonough, goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, Phil Thompson, the ex-Liverpool player. Yeah. Phil Thompson. Paul, Peter. Thompson. Peter Thompson. Pete Thompson. Peter yeah. Thompson. You know, they were a good team. Very, very good team. And to be honest, Bolton. How they? I think they managed by Ian Greaves, the late Ian Greaves. Yeah. Uh, great footballing team. They were the better team. They were the best team in that league. If I'm honest, at Bolton, mm-hmm. uh, they must have been really, really disappointed of uh, not getting promoted. But uh, yes, the captain announced it uh, that Nottingham Forest had got uh, Wolves have beat uh, Bolton one nil, and that Nottingham Forest have been uh, promoted to the old First Division. So yeah, you're coming up with some classics here for me, making me think, aren't you? <laughs> Well, we like to do things a little bit different as well. Regrets of a Football Maverick is an absolutely fantastic book. It's your autobiography. Um, and in there, there was a, a, a little piece about the night the Ripper was caught. There's a story beyond that as well, isn't there? Uh, is this for the radio? 
Should we, listen, should we leave that no, for another no, no, time? No, we'll, no, we'll talk about it. And listen, <laughs> now you've asked me, when I tell people, these are true. These are I know true. they are. Anyway, we, we get, we, uh, we're down playing Wimbledon. Anyway, uh, we beat, we beat Wimbledon, down at Wimbledon. And I, uh, I score one of the goals there. And a girl comes up to me and whispers in my ear, and she said to me, uh, "There's a telephone number. Give me a ring when we uh, when we play you, and I'll come up. I'll meet you." Anyway, I looked at the number, and um, I rang the girl. So I met her at the station, train station, right? So when when I, when I met her at the station, train station, uh, she got a fur coat on and picked her up, took her to the hotel I booked in at the Rutland Hotel in uh, Sheffield. So we're going to the room. She's got a couple of bottles of champagne there. And all she's got on is uh, suspenders and everything under the coat. <laughs> Unbelievable. So goes for a meal. Uh, and then we have a, a bit of a good time. <laughs> about 12 o'clock at night, maybe, found about that time, there's a bang, bang, bang on the door. And when I say a bang, you thought I thought somebody was trying to break in where they were banging us, you know. So I goes to it, gets out of the bath because I'm in the bath. Or we are in the bath. Gets out of the bath and I goes to the, the door. I've got the towel around me. Downstairs now. Everybody downstairs. Obviously with a policeman. Yeah. Uh, so when I get, we get changed, we get downstairs. We all like to go into to car park at the hotel. But I knew one or, one or two of the policemen because there used to be on match day, yeah. you know. And I said to him, what's going off? And he said, look, don't be saying no to, but I'm, now I'm frightened to death me because I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself, I shouldn't be here, right? And you're not going to believe this, Gabby, because I, did, I didn't put this in book, but two weeks prior to that, I'm in Coles in Sheffield with a with a different girl. Yeah. And who's in there is Jack Charlton. And his face went white because I was married like at the time. And yeah. Jack's face went white because he's with his wife, Pat, and he thinks, and Pat knew the wife. And so you can see Jack's thinking, what do I hear? <laughs> The following week, I'm in, I'm in Coles again. I'm in with somebody else. Who's in there is Jack again with his wife, Pat. <laughs> you know? So and so I'm thinking to myself, I'm in trouble here. If Jack finds out I'm, I'm out before the game, you know, yeah. night before the game. Yeah. Uh, we're not out. I'm out in, in a hotel. I'm, you know. So And I'd only had a couple of glasses of champagne. I, I, I didn't get pissed. Because I'm not a drinker. Hmm. I mean, she'd had a few drinks, the girl I was with. So anyway... Um, we finds out, he says to me, he said, look, we think, we think it's the Yorkshire Vipper we've got. I said, you're joking. He says, yeah. And the only reason why, because obviously he'd thrown the hammer over the wall. He said he wanted to go for a wee. Because the couple were telling me, and that's why they, 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 they not came back, but they, well, they came back to look for the hammer, but the uh, he got false number plates on and everything else on the car. And they give him, he give, he give him some false information. And that's where they double-checked it. And then when they found the hammer, then they realised, I thought, well, this may be the Yorkshire Ripper. Anyway, uh, next day I'm thinking, I hope Jack doesn't say anything to me. So goes down, has my meal, everything else. She stays up in the room. Uh, goes back. gets Because uh, get, I've gone down in my tracks. So goes back, gets changed, gets a shower, gets changed. Goes to the ground. We're playing Wimbledon. We beat, uh, we beat them 3-1. I scored two goals, and they—I mean, they—they they were absolutely animals. Them Wimbledon, yeah. uh, they were that—they were dirty. And uh, 
turns around, it, one of the players he gave me some stick and trying to kick me in, you know. And I kept saying to him, by your missus were nice last night. And he kept saying to me, you, you wish you were, you know. But uh, that's a true, that's another true story. <laughs> the lad that was kicking you, was it his I missus? Know- you don't have yeah. to name that, okay? Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> no names. We don't name names. But, yes. Yeah. But I would never, never go with anybody who, who played with, uh, with my team. And and I listened to a few times. I could have had that could have happened to me. Yeah. But I, w- I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would never like that with with anyone close to me. You know. I mean, that was my problem. I'd like to go at races and I liked a bird and I, I weren't a drinker. But uh, mm. that was my one of my letdowns. That really. The big game, the match of the day next weekend, next Super Sunday, Liverpool versus Manchester City. We've got to talk a, a little bit about that. How do you see that game going? Whew. Well, I don't think Liverpool are playing particularly well, but yeah. they're hard to beat. I mean, when I looked at uh, the Sheffield United game, at least Sheffield, Sheffield United should have got a draw. Yeah. Uh, when you looked at Leicester, again... How Leicester's not got a, at least a draw. Yeah. So they, that, that's four points they've got. Mm. And on Saturday, I mean, they scored a good goal, which the VAR disallowed, which yeah. is unbelievable, you know. But with it not being given and then they getting two late goals, the, the winning games, and that's that's a good that's a sign of a, a good team when they're not playing exceptionally well, when they're one of a team and players like Liverpool's got. Then you look at Manchester City and they've lost two games this season against teams that you wouldn't have expected them to get beat by. Uh, and then on Saturday, they've done... Well, I think every player... The goal they've scored, Southampton, I don't know how they've scored it because that must have been the only time yep. they've come out of their own half. Yeah. Now, and then I may listen to all pundits turning around and saying, you know, uh, Manchester City's finding this... Dip- I don't give a damn who you are. When you watch that on match day, uh, Saturday night, and I've watched it all, uh, on the live, not the live game, on the game, uh, recording games, after 8.30 at Saturday night, yeah. when I've watched that game, <laughs> Manchester City have just pegged them back in their half. Yeah. Yes, it's... Because what anyone says, I don't give a damn. It is so hard when everybody's back. There must have been seven players in that box at all times every time Manchester City. So they're, they're trying to probe to come back out, to go back in, to come back out. And they did find it difficult to score, but they, they did play well. Now, I think Manchester, well, in, this in my opinion, yep. whether you know whether they win the league or not. I, I mean, I said Manchester City will win the league be 12 points because I think they're, still too, they're too good for everybody. Mm. you know. But Liverpool are a good team. Klopp's a good manager, and it's going to be very interesting now. But this is going to be a game which <clears throat> can be a, a, a game changer for both teams because you're coming up to Christmas. Coming up to Christmas when it—that's when you, you know, uh, the the men from the boys get sorted out, and then Liverpool are going over for two games, aren't they? Just yes. Saudi Arabia somewhere. Yeah, they're playing in Qatar. Yeah, Qatar. So they're going out there. So they're going to be a couple of games behind. Yep. Right. So if Manchester City win those two games, if, if Manchester win the, those two games, right, they could be in front of them. Because if they beat Liverpool on Sunday or Saturday, whenever it, I think it's Sunday, isn't it? Sunday, yep. Sunday. So if Manchester City can beat them on on, on the Sunday, uh, then it's going to be very, very interesting. I think City will beat them, 
Uh, because City have to go, they cannot sit back. And Liverpool is the only team what's made Ch- Manchester City change the way of playing. Yep. Last season in that Champions League, not Champions League, uh, the league game last season at Liverpool, I've never seen Manchester City sit back mm. and, and be more ca- uh, cautious about what they were doing, how they were playing. So Liverpool do put a bit of fear into them. But I said uh, Man City will win the league. So I'm going to go with Manchester City and because I think they're playing better than what Liverpool are at this moment in time. I'm not saying, you know, they're a better team. I'm just saying, you know, they've got a bigger strength in depth. That's why I think they're a better team as such. We've got to go more strength in depth. But I think City uh, have got to go for the game. Liverpool know they can afford to lose the game, but they don't want to lose the game because, like I say, everything now is taking shape. You know, you're coming up to uh, a quarter of it uh, the games so it's a big thing for both teams because if City lose it you know uh, nine points can be a big yeah. big gap to pull to pull back but they did it last year with 12 games on, they had eight points behind with 12 games to go and they did it Arsenal did it against Manchester United when they were about 12 points clear and Man United did it with uh, against Newcastle so, yes, it can be done, but it will be difficult. So, I think, not a thing, I'm, I'm, I'm going in with, with my own opinion that uh, Manchester City will beat Liverpool and then it's going to make it uh, really interesting. Will it suit Manchester City playing at Anfield in, in this first game rather than playing at the Etihad? My way of thinking is Liverpool have got to come out because they are playing at home. And, uh, and, and I think that, for me, Manchester City are the better football team I think they've got the better midfield I think in De Bruyne and Silva I think they've got two magicians in in the middle of the park there and and I think that personally my opinion I think they'll go away and I, I think they'll smash Liverpool I, I, I fancy them I, I think I think it's I think it's a good point that you're making when they're playing against uh, other teams Liverpool or yeah. when Manchester City play against other teams uh, Liverpool have always came out against Manchester City yep yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when Man City beat him two seasons ago, 4-0 at Main Road, mm-hmm. Liverpool could have gone 2-0 up. Yeah. Uh, and then they got a man sent off. Sani, uh, yeah, wasn't it? Mani. Not, I keep calling that Sani, Mani. Uh, Mani got sent off up, up to Etihad. Yeah. And Liverpool and uh, Man City won 4-0. Look, I'm not a Manchester City fan. I love to watch him play. I love to listen to Guardiola talk. I love the way I... Guardiola is. Yes, he spends billions of pounds, but he hasn't bought, he hasn't spent hundred million pounds on players. You know, sixty-five million pounds is the most he's played for a player compared to what Liverpool's played paid for the player. So uh, I think Liverpool will come out because they'll try and you know put the pressure on City, knowing that if they if they beat City, the nine points clear. And yes, it can be difficult, but the biggest problem Liverpool's going to have, even if even if they win this game is that they're going to go away and they're going to be missing a couple of games. Yep. You know, and we got, that will take it out of them. That will take it out of them because they're going to be in sunshine. They're going to be in sunshine for uh, 10 days, whatever it is, two weeks. Uh, they're going to be out there, not uh, gallivanting about because they'll be going out there to play uh, serious games with, with this World Cup Championship. But then they're going to come back to cold weather. And all these are going to be little things. What uh, mm. what's going to be taken into account? You know, it'll be. Oh, is it? Is it? 
after Christmas when 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 they go there. They they go in the um it's just before Christmas because Is it's it? the same time that that the next round of the Carabao Cup because Liverpool have been drawn away to Villa and they don't know where and how they're gonna get that game on because they're yes, away in right. Qatar. And I and I do understand that. Yeah. I do understand fixture that. list is yeah. incredible, Liverpool. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, but they won't want it any other way, uh, Gabby. Yeah. Because you know, you know, you know, if you're in every competition, yeah. you know you're having a good season. Yeah. Uh, you, Klopp would sooner be having what he's got that headache mm-hmm. than what Pochettino and, and uh, Schalke's having at Man United yeah. and Tottenham. So I'm like you. I think uh, I think Liverpool will nick it. Uh, not Liverpool. I think Manchester City will win it. Uh, it won't be easy. It will be hard. Uh, but it, I think it's a bigger game for, for Liverpool, knowing that mm. they're going to be away for a couple of weeks. And Liverpool and Manchester City could win those two games. And maybe either be three points in front or three points behind. But they still then have to win those games. Yeah. You know, it, everything uh, can go against you when, you when you're trying to catch up. You know, so... I'm going to go for a Man City like you. I don't think it'd be easy, but I, I think Manchester Manchester City will win with the odd goal. And it does become psychological, doesn't it? Because when you when you have got that catch up situation, you've got that little bit of pressure. It's like when a team plays, and you know they play before, so they've got the result. The team that plays after knows that that team have gone top, so there's a little bit of pressure on. Whereas you're playing at the same time. You know, you don't know what their result is till probably half time or full time. But when you've actually watched them win that game, and then you know you have got to win that game to at least match what your opponents have done, that becomes a real battle of fatigue. And and then fine margins that come into football. Yeah, listen again, great points. Mm. And on top of that, you're right because on top of that, then you've got the pundits saying, "I've." Have yeah. City got the bottle? Have yeah. Liverpool got the bottle? Yeah. They've seen now City uh, go and uh, take three points. Have Liverpool or Liverpool have taken the three points? Have, have City got the bottle? You know, because some players will be nervous. Even yeah. at that level, there'll be some players what will be nervous thinking, well, we have got to win. We've got to win today. Else we're going to be nine points behind. Yeah. You know, or we're nine points behind now, so we need to win this game, you know, to not fall further behind uh, Liverpool or... We've got to keep winning these to, to, to get further in front of uh, Manchester City. Great points. And all the pressure comes from everyone yeah. and everyone within the club and the pundits and the TV and the media because they will put pressure on other play on, on other teams to see if they can if they can handle that type of pressure. That's why what makes Klopp and Guardiola and your Shanklers and your um, Bob Paisleys and your Cluffies you know, and he done revies at this world because not only are they, they were the good at club management, right? They've all got that special uh, game of playing mind games yep. with other managers, you know, and they can get into the managers' heads. So that's another big thing that these two have compared to the rest of them. 
And and that's another thing. When you're playing for a big club, it's a different mentality, isn't it? And it's it's not all players that can play at oh. that top level yeah, for right. them top clubs. Because whatever people think, you know, if you're playing at Manchester United, it is not the same as if you're playing at Birmingham City or Southampton no. or Villa. They are a different beast and so are Liverpool. And it's I, the weight of expectation as well by I'll, everybody. I'll tell you why. Gabby, right? Because you're right. It's easy when you play with better players. Yep. For any player. Whether it's a player from Birmingham to Man United, easy. Where the pressure comes in, he is now, even if he was a big player at Birmingham, he is now got to prove himself at Manchester United with the players. Yep. Because the players will judge you. I tell you, make no mistake, I've been in big dressing rooms. I've played with big players. And they will judge players. They will look when a player comes in and they'll say, no, he's not as good as what we thought he is, you know. We paid a lot of money for him. And that player can will feel that. You know, he'll not, he'll, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, he'll look at it and thinking, do these players, and if he makes a mistake, players will turn around, hey, come on, you can't afford to give the ball away. It might crude, kill him with pressure, and it might, it might get to him. And you see, listen, Gary Burtle was a prime example at Forest. Looked, looked a great player for Forrest, yep. Gary Bertles. He goes to Man United and he's yes. falling over the ball. Yep. And Alan Brill, Alan Brazil was another one. Yep. Scoring goals and great, great player at Ipswich Town goes to Manchester United. You know, doesn't act it. So you're right. It's a bigger pressure when you play for these big clubs. Jack Grealish, big player. Is is, I'm guessing. And, you know, we, we don't know. We're only second-guessing what, what Gareth Southgate's doing because he does name the England squad uh, next weekend after the next round of fixtures. I'm guessing Jack will be in there. He's also been in the European team of the of the month for October and he's up for the Premier League player for October. October has been a great month for Jack. He was missing with a slight injury um, on Saturday, but it's... It, it's almost 100% that he, he will start against Wolves. Again, a live game on Sky with the world watching the maestro playing. Well, I was wrong because I thought he would definitely yeah, play against Liverpool. Yeah, you I know, those games, yeah. th- th- those games, those games, uh, you you expect that them players. So he must be feeling it. Yep. Because it's not it's not an in, in, uh, an injury when you're playing against Liverpool. You think well. You know, I, I can still play in this game, so it, it, it must, it must, it must have felt that. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping then that he's going to be ready, like you say, yep. uh, like you said against Wolves, uh, because if if um, if he's fit and he plays against Wolves, I think it'll be a must for him to to. Is it a friendly this, or is it? Uh... No, we've got. Um, I, I believe it's Montenegro at home, yeah. and Possibly then two games I think again. we go away to Kosovo. So we, we again we, are the both are the both uh, are the World Cup games or European? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're qualification games, both qualification them, I believe, games. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's, it's big for him that yep. he can get if that, that if if he's picked that he can get into those uh, squads or get in and around that squad and, and show him in training what he can do. Yep. Uh, but going back to the European team, which I saw. Great to be picked in it, but if I was going to be playing in it, I wouldn't want to be playing with with with, with the picked team out out on left because that's just silly for just putting players in in in, in a team. But it's just a, it's just a, a European team what's being picked because they're playing well yeah. with their clubs throughout that year. So that's 
it's pleasing for him and it's a proud moment for him. But if they had to play, but he wouldn't want to play on. Yeah, you would play because you'd be excited to pick in that team. But deep down, you'd want to play in the central central midfield where he is playing, where he can do more damage to the opposition. You know, so uh, it's like like it's like Ericsson playing up at Liverpool last week, playing him out on on wide on, uh, wide right, chasing Robertson back. You know that caused Tottenham lots of problems yes. when he should be playing in his best position. But you, more than anybody I know, uh, I vouch for uh, Gareth. Uh, Gareth, really to go and play um, for the national team. I said two years ago to my to, to my to my son Tom, what a player this boy is, and you're right. I'm 100% behind you. He's a must. He should be a must in that squad. And he should be a must in the team. But again, you know, uh, Cyril knows what I wrote about uh, on my Facebook uh, this week. Absolutely one of the best left backs we produce in this country. Yeah. But there were a lot of good, there were a lot of good left backs in the country. You know, you're uh, <clears throat> Wilson and Cohen at uh, Fulham and Everton, what played for England. You know Terry Terry uh, Terry Cooper. Yep. You know uh, Emmy Emmy Newton. Oh, not Emmy Newton. Newton, what played with Burnley? Henry. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, brilliant left backs. But it's opinions, isn't it? Yeah. It you is. know, and when you look, when you look at these midfield players we've got at this moment in time, I I mentioned uh, a lot of them last week, and I forgot one of the one of the best ones of them all. If I if I if I turn around and say he could be the best of all, it's Fodden. Yeah, good player. Manchester City, player. yeah, and I, and I forgot all about him. Mm. So when you look what what Jack has got to put up with, and he has to keep performing, yeah, because when you've got them type of players, I I will say this is the best bunch of midfield players we've had for years, yeah, and that includes Lampard and Gerrard, yeah, yeah, I do. Because again, when I watch Jack, I, I I look at what he does. He just offers. Me as as a fan, and I, I'm not a Villa supporter. I get I get accused of being a Villa supporter. I've been down to Villa Park to watch Jack. I do watch the game when he's playing because I like to watch certain players play football. And when I watch him, he does things for me that other players don't do. The way he plays, the style of play, and I just think he offers that extra little bit that you need at the top level, when you're playing international level. And if you want to go deep into competitions, you need players like Jack Grealish, in my opinion. I will back you 100% on what you've said, because you are right. And when when, when you spoke to me about him, I said, what did I say to you? He's different. Yeah. And what I mean by different, he's someone, he's, he's someone what can play that line ball, what can put two or three, four players out of position, out of, out of the, the game. He's someone that can run at, the, run at defend, defenders and cause problems. Yeah, there is other people what can do that. There is players what can do that from yesteryear, from now, from whenever play football. But what was the most important thing I said to you about him? He's so cool on the ball. He's yeah. unreal. He does not flinch. Mm. He does not, wherever he is. His only problem is, if a mistake is made when he does it in his own half, all the great pundits will want to slaughter him. Mm. If I were his manager, forget it. Learn from it. Learn from it. He has got that coolness, right? Can you remember? Uh, do you remember a program years ago called The Fonz? 
Right? Well, he's that the football. Yeah. He's that the football. Is that cool on the ball? You can't buy that, Gabby. Yeah. I can't teach that. If I thought I was the best coach in the world, Guardiola can't teach that. Yeah. None of listen, none of them. Plop, none of them can teach can teach what that he's got. Yeah. He does not sweat, he does not panic, he does not worry. The kid has got everything to be a footballer. And mark my words. When he and no respect to Villa, because they're, they're a good team and they've got some very very good players. Yeah. But you know if we're playing at Manchester City and Liverpool. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And playing at Liverpool and playing for England with, with those great players around him. Yeah. Oh, people be turning around and saying, you know, what a player he is. Yeah. Listen, he's already that player. You've got as a manager, when you're trying to sign players, you've got to look beyond it and say, yes, not maybe, maybe can play for us, maybe you know, I'm not sure. You've got to look beyond that and say, oh, I'm taking him because he can do it. And that's what lets a lot of these managers down when you see these types of players. Prime example is, is Ozil at Arsenal. I don't give it what Klopp said to me, because I don't worry about what they say to me. I don't worry what Guardiola says to me. Ozil would be, Ozil would be in that team. It's not Ozil's fault what they gain because they keep making mistakes and they can't defend. What they've got to do is get people around him to get him the ball and for other people to do the work work right because he's the one what's going to do that jack does work harder jack does work harder than that right but you get round jack Grealish and let him get on with his game and you support him in case right and when i say in case because you've got to think as a player that jack's going to lose it yeah even though i know it'll go past people but i've got to say to myself jack's going to lose this and what i mean by that if he does lose it, I'm there for him. Yeah. But I know in my own mind, he'll be, he'll do it. Go on, Jack. Because I'd be saying, go on, Jack. Don't worry about it. I'll cover you. Keep going, Jack. Go on. But I'm knowing my own mind, I've got to be ready. Because if he does lose it, we're both out of game. Do you know what I mean? Yep. 100%. So he's a player what's got to be a must. And I hope he is. But the more we go on about it, the more people say, oh, you know, because I know what I know what people are like. Yeah. You know, Tell me I'm like you. <laughs> he's a must for me. Behind the lens, and then that's going to take us into our football predictions because the hour is pretty much up. But I posted up that picture of you uh, for Everton against Southampton. You were very close there to Mark Dennis. Was that the semi-final of the FA Cup that you played for Everton? Yes. Yeah. I was rushed back. Yeah. I was rushed back. I was rushed back. I played so many games in a matter of days. Yep. You know, 14 days, and I might have played about six games. You know, to play, but to get me back for the FA Cup uh, semi-final, we won one nil, and that's well. I mean, I think. Uh, well, I don't think I know it was going to pull me off. Yeah. Just before injury time, extra time, I should say, uh, and he changed his mind and kept me on. Uh, when I really should have come off because I was tired. Yeah. And uh, we scored one nil. Or before before it would have gone into injury time, it didn't go into. I think we scored late on, didn't we? We didn't go into extra time. We we, we won one nil. Injury scored the goal. Yeah, did yeah, yeah. But near the death, he was going to pull me off, and he kept me on, and we finished up winning one nil. Right. Then I played either on the Monday or the Tuesday at Norwich. In a league game, and I pulled my hamstring, so I was out for the rest of the season. They went won the FA Cup that year. That's how I missed out on the FA Cup. So, who, who knows what happened? Again, 
fine margins, TC. Mm. And it leads us nicely into our first prediction uh, of this week. Two of your former clubs. How did we finish up this? Yes. It, it was 3-3. Three, three. We both was got 3 right, yeah, because I went for Liverpool at Villa. You went Villa to beat Liverpool. I went for um, Everton to beat Spurs, and you went for a 1-1 draw, which it was. And then um, the games involving Luton and Forest, we both went the same way. Leeds and QPR, we both went the same way. The shock of the... Uh, Fulham. Yeah, it was Fulham and all. Neither of us predicted that. And they Black- let me down on Coulpin then. Yeah. It was I was up on Coulpin in them. Mm. That was a mad result. And then, of course, Sheffield got Jeff, beaten. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> so it was all equal this week. So it's still 7-5. But I'm going I'm to let you pick the music for this week. So, you know. But we're going to start off first, Southampton versus Everton. How do you see that game going? Two of my old clubs. Yep. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Everton. Okay. You know, um, I just think Southampton now are in a rut. I, I know Everton's not uh, playing particularly well. Uh, they're having uh, fits and starts in their game, but I think Everton will be too strong for them. So I'm going Everton 2-1. Right, Okay. I'm going to go 1-1 in that game. I think it's going to be a draw. Big, again, <laughs> two, two-year-old clubs. <laughs> Nottingham Forest versus Derby. How do you see that going? Uh, Forest. Yeah. 2-0. Yes, Forest 2-0. He's, he's got them playing really, really well. Really well. I'm going to go 3-1 Forest. Because, again, I think Forest will be too strong. Um, Birmingham City versus Fulham. Birmingham. Yeah, I fancy. Yeah, I fancy Birmingham. I'm gonna go Blues two one because I think Fulham. Fulham are such an unpredictable side. I think the best footballing team in the Championship, but they just haven't got the game together. Well, uh, I watched Birmingham, and I know they got beat four two. Yeah, but. Uh, and as it happened, they got a man sent off, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, both but teams had. Yeah. Part of the game, I thought Birmingham, if, I, if Birmingham got the second goal, I thought Birmingham would have gone on one easy. Yeah. Because for me, the, the team at Cardiff's under pressure, it's moment in time with Warnock's anywhere, you know, this probably his last season. Yeah. But on Saturday, the Fulham fans were chanting, Parker out. Yeah. So that's going to put a lot of pressure. Yep. Yeah, on, on, on the players, and, and, and he's going to be a nervous type of Regardless of what he's, you know, and I always thought he was a decent type of player, yep. uh, uh, Scott Park. I won't, I, I didn't think he was like all, all these other pundits, but I thought he was, you know, a great type of player. But um, I think he'd, he'd be all right as a manager. I won't say, I don't think he'll go on to be a, a great manager. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my honest opinion about him. So I think he's under pressure. So, uh, I'm going to go Birmingham on that one, 1-0. One, yeah, we're going to both go for Birmingham. Leeds United versus Blackburn. I'm guessing we're both going to go for Leeds. 3-0. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 Leeds. So 3-0 and 2-0. Are we, are, we all, are, we, are we going down the same route here? No, we haven't. I've gone for a draw oh, against Southampton, Southampton yeah. and Everton. I'm so... going to change one of them because yeah. I've, got to get back, I've got to get back now somewhere along the line. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday versus Swansea. This could be the game that changes it for you. Oh, now then, obviously. Well, I say, I'm going to go for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I know you would. But, but uh, as, as you know, 
this boy at uh, Swansea, I said, watch for these. These are these are a dark horse. For all them people, what keep saying, well, uh, is against people what's not played at the highest level. Well, that kid's not played at the highest level, but he, he's got that football team playing well. And I said before the season start, what weren't Swansea? I was saying watch. I said, well, I did. I said watch Swansea, yeah, but this manager, I'm very impressed with him. Yep, very impressed with him. But you're still going to go for Wednesday. Yeah, I've got to do. I have to do. I have to do. I've just, I let my heart rule my head sometimes. Yep. Yeah. What Monk's done there at Sheffield Wednesday, if you guys what Sheffield Wednesday think or what they say, he's done terrific with the same players yep. that the others have had. Yeah, Monk, you know, that. yes, he needs a, he needs a, another striker. What's got pace? Yep. Right. But once he gets a transfer window and they're willing to back him and let him get maybe two, three players to the club, then that's when we should start really judging him. Yep. So what's so your prediction? Sheffield Wednesday, 1-0. Uh, right, OK. I'm going to go Wednesday, you, Wednesday 1. No, Wednesday 1, uh, Swansea 2. two I, right. I think Swansea are going to win. And then mm. their last game, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Aston Villa. How do you see that one? 1-1. One, one. Really? OK, I'm going for a 2-0 Villa win. So Ooh. yeah, so um, talk yeah, that one. It will be yeah. I just, they have a good team, is Wolves. Oh, very good. good. I like Wolves. I think that they've I got like some the manager. Fine, I, yeah. I really like the manager as a person. It yeah. comes across really, really nice. Yeah, but I just think something about the Villa and and, and Wolves, and uh, there's a little bit of uh, not so much needle and rivalry because one's in the Black Country, one's from Birmingham, but well, Wolves seem to dislike Villa at the moment, but. I, I guess when you're the biggest club in the area, others look at you and are slightly a bit, you know, green-eyed, aren't they? Young, bro- young brother always wants to beat the big brother. Exactly, yeah. And and I think Villa do carry a little bit of that with them, but I do think big brother's going to beat little brother, and I, th- I think Villa will... Uh, a nice brace from Jack Grealish would be fantastic, I think. Brilliant. Anyhow, and that t- will help him with getting to the squad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we have come to the end of the podcast. So uh, thank you so much for your time, TC. And thank everybody for listening. What's your record that we're going to go out with this week, TC? Well, one of my favourite singers of all time. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be picking him one or two his records. But I'm going to go with uh, Ace, Paul, Paul Carrick. Yeah. Big Sheffield Wednesday fan. And uh, how long? Have you got that one? Yeah, Chris, you'll brilliant get that. Song. Chris loves a bit of ice. Yeah, brilliant. And brilliant. to be fair, who wouldn't? Because Carrick is an absolute legend, isn't he? Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Right, fantastic. Thank yep. you, TC. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. Uh, well, I'm saying have a great weekend. I'm thinking it's coming up to a weekend. We're just in Salint at weekend. Have a great <laughs> week. Sunday, and yep. I hope Chris has a great time because he's he's off this week, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, Wherever he's, he's pamp- going, so I hope, he has, yeah. I hope he has a, a, a good time while he's away. Uh, and like I said, have a great week. You, your missus and your family. And let's, let's hope that we're both back on uh, the winning track next week. Yep, let's hope we're both singing the blues and love always to you and your family. And we're going to leave you with Ace and How Long. Brilliant. Cheers, pal. Bye. Bye. Ta-da. Ta-da.